0: This is a HeadGum Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week?
0: Tom, I'm a sweaty mess. It's hot out there.
1: It sure is. It's hot uh, all the time. I, uh, I find that I'm rarely going outside as a result of the heat.
0: That Same with me, my friend. Um, I didn't and go outside. And boy, let me
1: tell you, it's great for my mental health. That <laughs> sitting in the same room 24 hours yeah, a day? it turns out the, the problem was going outside and seeing the sun and
0: other people. <laughs> Tom, I only uh, went outside today to get some slices of pizza, and then I mm-hmm. came home and ate the pizza in my home. <laughs>
1: I only left my home five times today to get pizza. <laughs>
0: um, Tom,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I've become a pizza boy, uh, which is not. What good. do you mean
1: you become a pizza boy?
0: What I'm eating a lot more pizza these days.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. You've always eaten a lot of pizza. Pe- Tom, I don't think uh, you let, know this well, about let me. Hear. Okay,
0: I've been. I haven't been eating a lot of pizza lately. I don't have a great pizza place
1: well tim which one is it you just said you've been eating a lot of pizza lately
0: i know but tom since i since i moved a couple of years ago Uh. it's like a little bit of a hike to get to a good pizza place right there's like a wood-fired oven yeah and it's like that's cool but like a slice "Ah, slice joint yeah yeah um but tom i'm 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 back in guess what i'm willing to walk (laughs) Um, a quarter of a mile, <laughs> but like round trip, that's a half a mile, Tom, and that's yeah. that's that's uh, it's hot out, as I said. Yeah, and that's
1: uh like uh I don't know one or two bites of pizza worth of calories you're burning there.
0: <laughs> exactly. I go in, I go in there, and I'm all out of breath, and they're like, "What's going on?" I'm just like, "Pizza, pizza." <laughs> as for that, but sweating because it's such a long walk, Tom. But guess what else I did? What? I did the thing that you claim to have done. You bought pizza dough. I bought some pizza dough, and I came home and made some pizza myself.
1: Look at that! So you and look. All right, I got to hear everything. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Did you act confident, or were you like, uh, "I heard from an idiot friend of mine, you could buy pizza dough from a pizzeria"?
0: No, because I always knew that to be theoretically no, true. No, go to hell. You've always said that it's not true. No, Tom, I never said it's not true. I always said it's true, but you've never done it. That then you how were lying about, about it. it? Cuz I knew about it too. We both knew about no, it. We know no. about a lot. We know about space, but neither of us has been there. Now this uh, is I'm, like I I'm have finally gone to space. About
1: space because I haven't been there.
0: <laughs> All right, it's like uh the bottom of the sea. Um, you know, we're James we're only James Cameron treads. Right. Um, well, guess how what much, I've did, been how much
1: did they charge you for that dough?
0: All right, this is what I was, How much do you think they charge me? And, and all right, here's what I did I went up, I went up confidently mm-hmm. and I said, Hey, uh, you guys sell dough just like that? Yeah, like I was like, Yeah, yeah, one and like there was no units involved, it was just one, right. yeah. One dough, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Yes, one, please. Um, so I'm rolling the dice. Am I gonna get, uh, I don't know. Am I going to get a big bucket like uh like right, a, a, or just one slice bucket. worth of dough? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. He's um, back. So it was about you know it was enough for me to make myself and my wife two uh, each uh, a personal pan pizza when we got home. Okay, a cast iron. so
1: probably total like a eighteen inch uh, pizza pies worth.
0: Yeah, probably. Okay. How much do you think this this guy charged me? $3. It was $4, but that's inflation for you. Yeah, well, there you go. Tom? It used to be a dollar back in my day. Yeah, back when you did it. Uh, when never... I did it, it was a dollar. Tom, let me ask you a question. <laughs> what uh-huh. apartment did you live in when you did that?
1: <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was, it was over a decade ago, but still, I did it.
0: No, but really, what what apart, what pizza place did you get it from? Um, see, Tom, this is where you're. So, um, uh, I don't know any details, no, I, think but I, I definitely got it from did it.
1: Vinny's, Vinny's in Brooklyn.
0: Okay, yeah, not true, but okay. Um, <laughs> why would I lie about that? Because, Tom, I don't know why you lie about any of this.
1: I got it from Original Ray's Pizza, Tim.
0: <laughs> um, I will say this, Tom, mm-hmm. I often uh, as a pizza boy. Um, mm-hmm. I often, I guess this is undercutting. I, I often guess,
1: aspire to be a pizza man.
0: Well, that too. But I've been, uh, I, I make a lot of my own pizza, but usually I make my own dough. Mm-hmm. And usually I use this uh, this recipe that I found on YouTube to recreate uh, like a 1990s style Pizza Hut dine-in uh, personal <laughs> pan pizza. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you but you've uh, you haven't been able to get your normal supply of like uh, trans fats.
0: (laughs) No, you can get it. I mean, it's just I guess it's just flour and yeast and water.
1: Yeah, I don't know why uh,
0: pizza, Pizza Hut didn't come up with that, Tim. But I don't know what the New York City pizzeria is doing differently. Because this was it's way the different. Water. Did <laughs> I use the water? I live in New York City, Tom. They got pizza place water, I, Tim. I fly in the water from Kansas. <laughs> um, I just don't know what what the are they putting something else in it? Is there like sugar in the dough? Is there uh Some
1: places put sugar in the dough.
0: Yeah. For the yeast I mean Yeah, it could be the yeast, uh
1: I don't know. I mean, it could just be that you know they're a pizza place, so they make dough a lot more often than you, and are better at it.
0: Well, no, I think mine comes out better. That's the thing.
1: Oh, you think yours is better? Yeah. Oh. Uh, and this was.
0: Guess where I got this this dough from, Tom? Where? Luigi's Pizza. If they're if they're not gonna know.
1: Yeah, I mean that yeah, sounds like a pretty
0: authentic place. Yeah. Um, I know I, I was, told you I had stuff to talk about at the top of the show, and then I just <laughs> <laughs> just told you how I made a pizza. That I'm trying to s- s- stretch this into 15 minutes. So uh, I
1: watched a uh, well, I I've got something to say to what you're talking about, Tim, because I I read an article this week. Uh, I think it was on verge dot com about um pri- like prison TikTok. Hmm. But this was about like uh, uh people who are out of prison. Doing TikTok, but like about prison stuff. And uh, the video I watched, it was this woman that showed how to make prison pizza. So, like, how to make pizza in prison. Yeah. And now you got to keep in mind, this looked like the most awful pizza you could ever imagine. Yeah. (laughs) yeah if you're in prison and and you know uh this is probably amazing you know compared to what you're getting i mean, every I don't day. think
0: anything is amazing in prison. I think there's but like i understand on the on the adjusted yeah. scale of being in the u s prison system, you don't okay.
1: think even uh getting out of prison is amazing, Tim, Wow, you don't think anything about prison is amazing, not even leaving it.
0: I mean getting out without any kind of support system there um you know uh... well what if
1: what if you got out by throwing a wool blanket over the uh the barbed wire
0: well, that's true well then, and the then you dogs got dogs are a support
1: you. <laughs> a support system it's your your uh robber friend catching you as <clears throat> as you fall down the fence he says I got you, buddy. Is and then they're both on the
0: run together. He was on the outside the whole time, or you both escaped together. Yeah, he got he got a lighter sentence. Okay, that
1: was nice. You of him killed, to just in this scenario, you killed a guy during the robbery. Okay,
0: all right, interesting. Um, and he's <laughs> he's just like, hey, uh, I'm I'm out, and guess what? I'm going to come back to catch my friend as he hops over the fence.
1: Yeah, in in this situation, you're like uh. You're a psychopath that was like just looking for an excuse to kill somebody.
0: Right. And you this know, other guy was just like uh, he was he was trying to just feed his family.
1: Yeah, and he was like no, we can just blindfold him and he's like and but you were like no, he saw our faces. Right. <laughs> and he just shot him point blank. Right. But anyway, the the this woman, she was in jail for uh, uh apparently stealing from the bank she worked for.
0: That shouldn't be a crime. Stealing from the bank should be legal.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> not like great. armed robbery, but if you right.
0: if you get money out of the, out of the bank without violence, you should be able to keep it.
1: Well, you're allowed to keep it if they don't find out, right? But in this case, they did find out. Actually, I'm not sure what her told what her. Uh, what exactly it was that how she was doing it but apparently the the method she was doing it involved having to like constantly keep money moving hmm. and then uh there was like a snowstorm or something that like knocked the power grid out and she was <laughs> like out of work for a day and that's when like everything collapsed
0: uh, but anyway let me ask you uh, this tom uh huh do you agree with me that when uh, a bank screws up and they put like $10,000 in someone's account and then they withdraw it and they're like it's my money that you shouldn't mm-hmm. have to give that money back?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. That's I on hate them. that it's
0: like, well, it's the law that you have to give it back and they can It's like, no, you put your stuff in my account. Yeah, well, if you way they spent th- all that money. Yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought I was the winner of a sweepstakes. Take that out of Jamie <laughs> I Diamond. <laughs>
1: The winner went those bank sweepstakes.
0: <laughs> you know how banks put money into your accounts? <laughs>
1: Randomly. They yeah. do unadvertised contests. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so tell me about the prison pizza. The prison pizza. This is how you make prison pizza. Uh, first off, you know what? Actually, I'll say this up top. She she like completely glossed over the cheese.
0: Mm. The polio uh, tells me it's the best part of the pizza.
1: Yeah, and I don't know exactly why, but this was all stuff, because it didn't look like, because actually that's a good uh, idea that I would think, because this was all like stuff you could buy at the commissary for at a prison. And I would think like, oh, you might be able to get polio string cheese. That would be great to put on a pizza. You know, it's literally mozzarella cheese. But uh, uh, so crust, sauce, and cheese. Uh, cheese, we don't know what what she did, but uh, okay, sauce. So, so this is really
0: it I'm not familiar with the 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 format of TikTok. Was there not enough time to get to the cheese? Do we think maybe okay. maybe
1: that was the case? Um, but the uh, it kind of looked like uh, like just like cheese sauce she put on it.
0: Okay, I'm okay
1: but, with uh, that. But uh, the pizza sauce was ketchup with. Uh, I think like a little water and then just like half of a container of like garlic powder and half of a container of onion powder. And she was like, you're going to want to put way more of this in than you would ever think, because what you're really trying to do is get rid of the ketchup taste.
0: Right. So you have access to garlic powder and onion powder. At some prisons, yeah. Huh.
1: Well like I said, this was, you know, a white collar nonviolent crime. Okay. So I imagine she was in like a she but apparently she was in, in prison for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um and then but the crust I gotta be honest, the crust didn't look that good, Tim. The crust was uh um pieces of ripped up bread mm-hmm. that you put in a potato chip bag with some water and then you like squish it around a lot.
0: Yeah. And now. then, yeah,
1: uh, well, and then to cook it, <laughs> that's right that um, was my
0: next question, Tom.
1: To cook it was i I found this part ingenious. It was uh, a paper bag, like a grocery store bag, and you put a couple of holes in it, a couple of ventilation holes, and then one big hole that you stick a hair dryer in. And hmm. then you just uh keep the hair dryer
0: on for like a half hour cool cool and
1: and it turns that paper bag into an oven,
0: yeah, you can have a hair dryer in prison. I, again at at yeah. i guess
1: you know low uh low security prisons but uh oh. and yeah, by the time uh she was done, she had uh, the most disgusting pizza I'd ever seen in my yeah. life, yeah.
0: I mean that sounds harrowing and not worth it for pizza, but Tom, you always told me it was possible just to go up to the commissary and buy mm-hmm. dough directly from them. You told me you did it. Tim, this week we're bringing
1: back uh, a, a, a a fan favorite series. I would say,
0: yeah. Uh,
1: Myths and legends. The got everything. Of, uh,
0: bad things, right?
1: Uh, fans of getting getting spooked, getting the shit scared out of them. Maybe, yeah.
0: Maybe we should. This should come with a content warning. Yeah, warning. You may have the shit scared out of you. Yeah. And guess what? <laughs> we don't even care.
1: No, we don't care. Uh, try and well, I'm not gonna encourage people to try and sue us. That has happened a couple of times. Yeah, but...
0: <laughs> so anyway. Uh, <laughs> Not for getting the shit scared out of them either. <laughs>
1: no. That would be great. I mean, if people were suing us because they got the shit scared out of them. Uh, That's I would great marketing.
0: Love- That's marketing for the show right there. Tommy. Yeah.
1: All right. So correction. Don't try and sue us unless you're going to try and sue us for having the shit scared out of you. Yeah. Uh, with the knowledge that me and Tim are going to represent ourselves in court.
0: Exactly. And you can't sue us for any kind of monetary damage because we don't want to pay you any money. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, it has to be a symbolic. It has to be like for a single US dollar.
0: Yeah. And like an apology. But guess what? We'll never apologize. Yeah. We're and not also, sorry. Like,
1: we don't, we're not going to have to fill out any forms or anything.
0: Yeah. You're going to have to fill out all the forms for us. <laughs> And we're just going to scream about how it's a kangaroo court the whole time. <laughs>
1: yeah, and how the whole court's out of order. Yeah, and then we're just going to cross-examine each other <laughs> on the stand. Uh, it's going to hey, be—it's
0: yeah. going to be not unlike the classic Three Stooges short, "Disorder in the Court." <laughs> uh, so this, is the,
1: we got everything Myths and legends, the Bermuda Triangle.
0: Are you going to put and,
1: some sort and, of. Uh... Yeah, well, I was going to say you should put some sort of like, you know, echo on there. And, okay. And make it really. If I remember, I will. <laughs> uh, Tim, what do you know about the Bermuda Triangle?
0: Tom, what I, there's a difference between what I know now and what uh-huh. I used to know.
1: What did you used to know before to you know, did your in depth research?
0: I used to know that there was a, a triangle of area. Near Bermuda, an island off the uh, east coast of the United States, Mm -hmm. um, where if you tried to fly a plane through or sail a ship through, tough luck, pal. You're going to die. You're going to disappear forever. (laughs) Yeah. And every boat, and every plane that tried to go (laughs) through this area... Guess what? You stay away because something mysterious in there is uh, is killing every every one and everything that 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 enters.
1: Yeah, I don't know why I I was actually trying to find uh, some kind of reason why in the 80s and 90s, it seemed like the maybe mostly just the 80s that the Bermuda Triangle had like a lot of hype around it.
0: Yeah, I think it was one of those things that like sitcom writers just referenced a lot, mm-hmm. and the only you know, thing beca- we concerned we we consumed were sitcoms, so like we just assumed it was a big problem.
1: Well, the, no, it wasn't just that because one thing that there was that I found was uh, uh, David Copperfield did a oh, that's Bermuda true, Triangle. Yeah. It was apparently his tenth uh CBS special, his tenth anniversary CBS special. That I want to say. Like, let
0: me guess. That was ninety three.
1: Uh, I think it was eighty nine. Okay. No, that can't be true. The, the, with ten years, maybe, maybe it was about ninety three, ninety something. I,
0: do, like. I Tom, I'm just I, I I've done no research, um, On into David that special. Um, I just remember that airing. Um, yeah,
1: I remember watching it, and it it was standard uh, all so many of these David Copperfield specials looking back were just him disappearing and then reappearing
0: yeah, sure was nineteen eighty eight um wow
1: okay eighty eight so I was right well, I wasn't right you I was were, actually wrong uh, but i uh, uh, but i that's earlier than I even thought um So, yeah, I would have been like seven years old and watching that it was mind blowing. Um, And I think maybe that's what like really cemented the idea, because the whole special was. It really wasn't about him disappearing and reappearing, and they claimed he was like disappearing into into the parallel universe that exists within the Bermuda Triangle. It was more about, I feel like they really hyped up the idea that everyone, the production, I don't remember if there was any kind of audience, um, that they were all in like tremendous danger doing this. Right. (laughs) That at any point, even if you don't believe that things are disappearing into an alternate dimension... Uh, at any moment, like a hurricane might just swallow, a whirlpool would open up and just swallow everybody whole.
0: Because that's what happens in the Bermuda Triangle, just randomly. That's what we were led to believe. Yeah. Um, I don't remember anything about his actual trick. Um, But yeah, I think, yeah, I think once I turned 10 years old myself, (laughs) I realized like, oh, they're just like, turning off the camera and then moving something out of the way and then uh, turning the camera back on, and that's how they made something disappear.
1: Well, that's what they did. That's how he made the Statue of Liberty now, disappear. No, the Statue of
0: Liberty, they the turned the camera. whole stage Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So not just the camera, but, it, but I mean, it was like a clever trick. You wouldn't think the whole stage would move. Yeah, but not a clever enough trick that when you hear how it was done, you are like, "Oh, that makes sense."
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's why. I mean, that's all magic tricks. Whenever you hear, it, it's like, "Oh yeah, oh it wasn't magic."
1: <laughs> no, some are like very complicated where they require like, uh, you know, some kind of sleight of hand, like just a tremendous amount of practice.
0: Yeah, and those, whenever I hear about those, it's like, phew, loser, you put that much time and effort into doing this one stupid trick.
1: But a lot of the David David Copperfield ones were just, uh, uh, I don't know, like TV special effects. They, they were things that would only work on TV. Right. But with that said, I do miss the era of just like, I remember as a kid, like when a commercial would come on that there was some new magic special. It was like, oh my god, that was like the only thing I ever put in my calendar.
0: Network TV was <laughs> lousy with uh, magic specials in the eighties and nineties, yeah. and then
1: pff, poof, not not enough of them. If yeah. uh, if if you ask me, I think I think maybe Vegas wasn't as big for magic back then. So it was, I think, you know, nowadays all these magicians are like, oh, I can just do shows in Vegas and make like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars every night doing the same tricks, not having to put this tremendous amount of work in.
0: Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I don't go to Vegas. I've never been to Vegas, Tom. (laughs) Yeah. Tom, would you like to go to Vegas? Um, not this year, maybe not next year, Mm -hmm. 2024, you and me. And we'll hit up all the magic shows. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be down for that. We'll see maybe, Lance maybe we can... We'll see Penn and Teller. We'll see Chris Angel. We'll even see some of the the lesser. We'll see Mac King. Um, wow. We'll see uh, Piff the Magic Dragon.
1: I don't even know these other ones. Yeah.
0: Th- uh, there's got
1: to be some kind of like, you know, uh, uh like a uh, rube ticket that you can buy that'll get you into all the magic shows.
0: Why would you have to be a rube to do that? I mean, we're not gonna go in there and be like, man, that must that man was actually a sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give. know,
1: I might, depending on how good the tricks are. Yeah, that's true. Um Tim, the the idea of the Bermuda Triangle being this mysterious place where where planes and ships disappear. Do you know who this originated with? It's a it's a famous man.
0: Uh, uh Winston Churchill? No. He seems to come up a lot in history.
1: <laughs> Why would Winston Churchill come up as a famous man associated with the Bermuda Triangle? You never know. Uh I I would argue this man's more famous than Winston Churchill. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's not that famous though. <laughs> Uh, uh right right down the middle.
0: Who, um Harry Truman <laughs>
1: I would argue Harry Truman's close to Winston Churchill. Hugh Hefner.
0: <laughs> mm. Is Hugh Hefner no. No, Hugh Hefner <laughs> is not more historically significant than Winston Churchill. Well, no, we're I'm not star- saying historically yeah. significant.
1: We're saying famous. Right. Uh Hef, and I would
0: what? I mean you're a big Hef fan. You wear uh, <laughs> uh my that, smoking jacket. Exactly. Hmm? You bought it at a at an auction for four hundred
1: yeah, and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. It wasn't even like his. Uh, it, was, it smells like body odor and cheap yeah. cigars, but I love it. Tim, the man whose name you were trying to think of, Christopher Columbus. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah. He, uh, has the first recorded instance of having like a strange phenomenon happen in the Bermuda Triangle. Well, he, he was there with his ships, the Nina, the Pinta and the Santa Maria.
0: Did you know that one of them got destroyed? On the
1: way. Uh, when? Oh, on the way.
0: Yeah, I've read that recently. Why didn't they
1: tell us about that? I
0: don't know, Tom. They didn't tell us a lot about that Christopher <laughs> Columbus story. <laughs> well, now I
1: don't. Now I have to question everything they taught us. <laughs> um, the he uh has in his like uh you know book or whatever like uh well his uh like log book his captain's log that uh they were there and the uh compasses weren't working right they were going all screwy and then he saw a huge flash in the sky that like lit up the entire sky but there was no storm the sea was calm and everything um now of course there are people that think it was an alien you know (laughs) or or ufo Of, of course but the more interesting uh, theory, which is very crazy if this is true and it just happened to be that Christopher Columbus was there to witness it, was that it was a meteor and that that meteor is actually responsible for, like, compasses not working. Okay. That it could be, you know, an iron meteor that has its, its own, uh, you know, it's magnetized in a way. That uh, that causes compasses to go screwy, I, but it would be—I
0: I have no it would idea how work. Yeah, it'd be crazy. I'm it, sorry,
1: it would be crazy if that were the case, and it was like, and the man who witnessed it, Christopher Columbus, <laughs> just randomly he happened to be in the right place at the right time. You know, a good 500 years before uh, this area became like well known as a uh, a hot spot of uh, unusual activity.
0: Right. So he was the first guy to say, "Hey, something screwy over here." But then he kept going and discovered the New World, the first guy. Yeah.
1: It would be crazy if he if that uh if he was like, "Uh, turn back, boys." Yeah. We're we're going back to uh Spain, is that where they left from? Yeah. I know that's where he got the ships from. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. The he was like, we're going back to Spain, saw a big flash in the sky. Everybody Forget it. the new world about that. the new world is too scary. We're going back. So that's not uh our boy, that's
0: like, not our boy Christopher.
1: No, nah, he, he kept pushing on. Uh, he was like, no, we have horrible things to do there.
0: We must <laughs> we have, commit atrocities.
1: <laughs> we must persevere. Um, so anyway, that, that was the first, uh, case, but then,
0: uh, certainly not the last, um, after that, who do you revere more Christopher Columbus or (laughs) Hugh Hefner?
1: I don't know if I would necessarily say I revere either of them. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Um, the, the next big, uh, unusual thing that happens there which i would argue isn't that unusual was uh the hms atalanta uh sank it was a uh, a british uh what you know, year a naval this? ship 1880
0: freaking ships sank you know, like a, a thousand ships a day sank back then there's so <laughs> many ships and well, so many had- like I, they sprung so many leaks, I guess, and a lot of them just, just bloop all the way down. The Santa Maria yeah. happened to that.
1: Yeah. Well, that was before they had bubblegum to plug up those leaks. Yeah, that's
0: true. But uh, you yeah. can't you can't uh the HMS what? You can't you can't um chew bubblegum on her majesty's
1: ships. <laughs> right. And that really uh bit him in the ass when yeah. when uh when that hole sprung up and nobody had anything that they could uh, fill it with but uh but that was the first one 281 people uh, uh died you know sank on the on that boat on that well, ship now I feel so, like a jerk for
0: making light of it yeah, Were they same. all murderers dumb No,
1: they weren't all murderers. I think they were all uh seamen because <clears throat> they were in the navy, you right. see. Yeah. Uh but in you what know were what they doing? to Let me say this to ease your mind, Tim. Uh, This happened in 1880. I think by now they would have all been dead uh, due to natural causes.
0: Hopefully, yeah. You never know, though.
1: Yeah, maybe on that ship was uh, a man who was destined to be the world's oldest man one day. He sank in that ship.
0: Tom, Mm -hmm. how confident are you that... um, uh, Somebody alive today will live to see 200 years old.
1: Ooh, uh I would give it 50-50 odds.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Uh, what are the odds that you're looking at them right now?
1: <laughs> zero. <laughs> Absolutely zero.
0: What? I've, I guess I'm eating more pizza these days. So that's not good.
1: You're eating more pizza, and also, like, I'm thinking about somebody that, you know, they're going to put, like, a robot head on. Yeah, maybe me. You're not going to want a robot head. You're not going to be the first one to be like, you know what? Actually, take my brain out and put it in a robot. I don't want to
0: be the first one. I want to, after a few fail and they start getting better (laughs) and better at it, I'll be like, okay, this seems okay. And I'm going to be be so old. I'm going to be on death By then, the line's
1: going to be too long.
0: (sighs) I used to be really good at cutting lines. I should get back into that. So when I'm very old- and about mm-hmm. to die, I can cut the line for the robot heads, so I can live to be two hundred.
1: You're you're asking me who I revere more, <laughs> Christopher Columbus or uh, uh, Hugh Hefner, While you're bragging about how I used to be really good at cutting lines,
0: yeah, not getting caught.
1: They're a real scummy thing to do. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: I like that you're imagining though, in like a uh, 150 years to to get the robot head. There's just going to be a line down the block.
0: <laughs> that's what you said. You said the line was going to be too long. I
1: meant like the online reservation system, oh, not well, the actual physical line.
0: Well, that's that's how that's how you game the system. You show up.
1: Yeah, and you they, guys any walk up that. appointments exactly. to get the robot head? Like, get my oh, brain scooped out, put it in a robot? Work.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, uh, I shot? wish the best. I, I, you know what? I mean, at that point, at that point, you'd probably actually be really good because you'd be old. And when old people cut the line, a lot of people just kind of look the other way. I'm That's what like, I'm ah, saying. He doesn't really know what he's doing. And exactly. what am I going to do? Tell that old man back of the line.
0: Yeah. I'm Make fine him feel- letting
1: him get his brain scooped out and put in a robot before me. <laughs> Imagine having one extra day a week, more time to cook healthy meals, work on that novel, or binge some uh, good reality TV. Tim, what would you do with an extra day every week? An extra day every yeah. week? What would you do, go to the beach or something, go I'd, to the park? No, I'd go to the amusement park, yeah. You go to the amusement yeah. You yeah. go to Six Flags or Disney World we ride every, every week.
0: the Ride over and over again can for get hours You get a season pass. Yeah.
1: Now it's all possible with ClickUp, the productivity platform that'll save you one day a week on work guaranteed. ClickUp began with the premise that productivity was broken. There were many tools to keep track of too many things in entirely separate ecosystems. There had to be a more productive way to get through the daily hustle. ClickUp is the one tool to house all your tasks, projects, docs, Goals, spreadsheets, and more. ClickUp is built for teams from 1 to 1,000 plus. It's a lot of people. Yeah. It's packed with features and customization options that no other productivity tool has, so you can work the way you work best. Whether you're in project management, engineering, sales, marketing, or HR, ClickUp has easy-to-use solutions that create a more efficient work environment. Join the more than 800,000 highly productive teams using ClickUp today. Use code GUIDE to get 15% off ClickUp's massive unlimited plan for a year, meaning you can start reclaiming your time for under $5 a month. Sign up today at ClickUp.com and use code GUIDE. Hurry, this offer ends soon. Tim, the next next unusual (laughs) instance happened in... Oh, I don't have the year for this.
0: Oh, no. Which one is it?
1: Uh, the USS Cyclops. Ooh. That's a cool uh, one. Well, it's certainly a cool sounding name. Oh, this was uh, uh, March
0: 1918.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Am I boring you, Tim?
0: Um, a little bit, yeah. But I was trying to be polite <laughs> and uh, not uh, audibly young.
1: So this was a uh, a ship that uh, sank a U.S. warship, as the USS uh, would would uh, indicate. Um, I don't know exactly. I'm trying to see if uh, how many people died, but uh, I would assume a lot because apparently, like fully loaded, the this ship would have 236 people on it.
0: Now, what was Tom? Guess uh, what? What? There was a crew of 309 on this on this ship. Oh, wow. Well, maybe yeah. that's
1: why it sank too many people.
0: Yeah. Largest loss of life in the history of the U.S. Navy, not related wow. to combat.
1: Uh, I'm also seeing, just as important, the ship appeared in the 2006 animated movie Scooby-Doo Pirates Ahoy.
0: Tom, you, you've been talking nonstop about Scooby-Doo <laughs> movies ever since they canceled that one. That was supposed. Yeah, to come they canceled
1: out. this new HBO Max Scooby Doo cartoon. I know
0: you've been uh,
1: cartoon movie. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the the thing that's unusual about this sinking is that there was no radio communication beforehand. <clears throat> so, okay. like, normally, if there's like a big problem, and I believe this was like a fueling ship. Am I right in saying that?
0: Um, what's a uh, collier? <laughs>
1: Uh, it's a type of dog, like Lassie.
0: Um.
1: Okay. C O L L. Yes, it was. I-E-R- it was a fueling ship.
0: A uh, coal ship.
1: Yeah. Well, coal used to be the fuel back then. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Thank God we've moved beyond it now. That yeah. would be crazy.
0: <laughs> we were still so, using uh, that. Yeah. Uh,
1: the crazy thing was just that there was like no distress call or anything like that. Right. Um,
0: what, what happens yeah. when that happens, right? Like did, uh, the newspapers go nuts? Was this like when the plane went missing on CNN that one time?
1: Yeah. Uh, and I'm seeing, I didn't even realize I'm looking at the, uh, the Wikipedia page for it, that the fate even now is listed as lost at sea or sunk by the Imperial German Navy. Right. So, you know, this was uh world war one, yep. uh, they they think ah oh, it could have been that like uh the the german navy sank it but regardless they whatever happened they didn't call for help or anything like that yeah. because you know when a when a ship's sinking you you call out an SOS because it's like well look you know these guys they're navy men they can they can tread water for a little bit yeah and they know morse uh,
0: code they yeah, all so have c- to know morse code yeah.
1: So, you know, we're going to radio our position and, uh, you know, send backup. Come help us. Right. Uh, so the fact that that didn't happen is considered very unusual because, you know, ships don't sink instantly. It takes a while for a ship to go down. And presumably somebody would have been able to get out in SOS during that time. Right. Um, but no, this just sunk. So that was uh another weird one. The next weird one, uh let me see. I think this
0: one was during the
1: 30s maybe. There's a lot Pat- of
0: weird stuff. Like uh there were more things than I expected that like actually happened there. But again, I bet if you took any triangle out in the sea, you'd be uh-huh. like, "Oh, there is all these ships that like disappeared or were sunk cuz thousands of ships have sunk or disappeared. Yeah,
1: I mean I think that that's part of why uh you don't hear as much about the Bermuda Triangle anymore because apparently like uh people did start to look into it and kind of crunch the numbers and they right. were, you know, basically the numbers came out that oh, actually this is like st- statistically normal. The amount yeah. of ships and
0: planes that have uh, crashed crash <laughs> Makes me here. never want to step foot on a ship or a plane ever again.
1: <laughs> but I mean, it, you know, I, and I think also this is like a pretty well-traveled waterway. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, if you, you look know, at they're... it on a map, it's like. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's a huge area. But I remember that David Blaine, or not David Blaine, David Copperfield, did his trick right in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. Right.
0: Do we believe that that happened?
1: That that's where he was? Yeah. Eh, probably not. I mean, they were out to sea, but yeah, they might not have been in the middle of the Bermuda. I don't
0: know. They might have been in the East River and just uh, used (laughs) clever uh, camera angles.
1: But I do remember it being like, uh, hey, we're right in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. So that must be the worst part. And I don't know. There's nothing to suggest that uh, that triangle really has anything to do with it. Like there could be a much smaller area that all these uh, things happen to disappear in, especially because we don't know uh, where they went in a lot of cases. Uh, but this case, Carol A. Deering, this was 1921, it was a, uh, that's the name of a boat, mind you, a schooner.
0: No, that sounded like the name of a lady, Tom.
1: Yeah, that's why I pointed, I was i was thinking, oh, Tim's going to think this is some lady. No, Carol it's the name a Carol A. Deering, ship.
0: I know her. She uh, <laughs> she lived down the street from me. She was older when I was a kid.
1: <laughs> uh, well, she, she uh, you know, you refer to ships with female uh, pronouns, right?
0: I mean, some of us do.
1: I... So it does make sense. Some of us. Uh, well, I'm in good company, Tim, with Billy Joel. Uh, so I don't know who you consider good company of people that don't refer to ships as uh, as she and her.
0: Why, because ah, of the a good ship.
1: She's a good ship. She is. That's what I say about ships all the time. Right. Not all the time. Only when it's a good ship. But uh, the 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 reason why this isn't a weird one was that this ship disappeared and then was found. A big ship was found uh, run aground off Cape Hatteras, North Carolina, with the crew nowhere to be found. Hmm. So, again, just like a very weird like what the hell happened to everybody? Everybody fell off this ship.
0: Aliens, uh, and it
1: and it looks like this ship would have had about eleven people on it.
0: Um, did you hear uh, about these other theories with this particular wh- ship? Yeah. No,
1: uh, no. What were they?
0: That maybe uh, rum runners were involved. Like maybe there was just like some illegal dealings. Mm. Um, either that or uh, communist sabotage.
1: Well, uh, this was what, the 20s? Yeah. Yeah, communist sabotage was everywhere back then.
0: Exactly. And so were uh, would... rum runners.
1: What? And what would the sabotage have been? Just like, You
0: know, they uh, spooked everybody <laughs> with a ghost ship.
1: <laughs> they were like, you know, I'll really get the Americans quaking in their boots. We'll, uh, we'll take everybody off the ship and then just uh, uh, let it... Go out to sea and then eventually show up in North Carolina. So that was weird. Tom, can but- I tell you
0: something? Hold on. Sure. This is tying it all together. This is why I know something is messed up here. Mm-hmm. After that, uh, the crew disappeared from the ship. Yeah, you know, and I'm reading from Wikipedia now. On April 11th, 1921, a local fisherman named Christopher Columbus Gray. What? Claimed to have found a message in a bottle floating off in the waters off of uh, Buxton Beach, North Carolina. And the text said Deering captured by oil burning boat, something like Chaser, taking off everything, handcuffing crew, crew hiding all over ship, no chance to make escape. Finder, please notify headquarters Deering. So and pirates, a- I guess.
1: Was that letter ever uh,
0: authenticated or or anything like that? Uh, Or is it just- The uh, handwriting was identified as that of the ship's engineer, Bates, Mm. by uh, the widow of Captain Wormwell.
1: (laughs) 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 So that sounds like a mystery solved then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Uh, The bottle was uh, proven to have been manufactured in Brazil- hmm um, along uh with the sighting of a mysterious steamer that arrived at Cape lookout lightship in the wake of the deering suggested hostile action, okay, yeah, they were yeah, they were kidnapped,
1: kidnapped by a steamer, yeah, isn't that
0: always the way
1: yeah, yeah, if you're out there in the open ocean, you see a steamer
0: coming your way, get, get out of there. of there, yeah,
1: they got bad intentions, turn on the
0: uh motor on your boat <laughs> well get this out. is a
1: this is a schooner Tim it, it had sails it had five sails they also quichillos. have a
0: little motor on the back right to get you out
1: uh, uh, I don't know in the 20s if that were uh, the case or if they just like rode I
0: always thought that was funny you ever go on somebody's sailboat Tom and then it, it, uh, at, at first they're like okay now I'm just gonna turn on the motor till we get out to where we <laughs> can use the sails it's like yeah, okay, well, well, the, motor the whole the motor. time. Yeah, exactly. And there's like you see these gas prices. Fair yeah. enough. I don't think I've ever really been on a sailboat. Tom, plot twist. Well, yeah, Christopher Columbus Gray admitted uh-huh. to forging the note. What? <laughs> This is just coming out now? <laughs> yeah. This just came, it popped up as an Apple <laughs> news alert. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah. at least
1: those uh, news alerts have, have you pegged, apparently.
0: Yeah. Well. And
1: now now the question is, was the widow in on it?
0: Maybe. Maybe she was mm. just uh, upset.
1: Yeah, maybe bereaved. she desperately wanted it to be true so yeah, she would exactly. know what happened. Yeah, she was like, "Please, anything but my husband being trapped in an alternate universe."
0: This is how it said Christopher Columbus Gray uh, is. He forged the note. He uh, admitted in hopes that the publicity he would garner from finding it would help him secure employment at the Cape Hatteras Light Station. <laughs> he wanted to be a lighthouse guy. Yeah, he was like, I oh, "If I did pretend to find a bottle." They'll let me up in the lighthouse.
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't know that much about uh, lighthouse employment, but uh, I'm pretty sure they don't like hire famous people.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. He was the one that had a whole public brouhaha around him. Yeah. Hire that guy.
1: (laughs) Oh, Christopher Columbus, right? Well, you you meet all the qualifications. Unfortunately, you're just not famous enough to be a lighthouse (laughs) worker. One of like <laughs> historically the shittiest jobs anyone <laughs> could ever have.
0: Yeah, you just Christopher Columbus, great. You just show up there and yeah. they'll let you in. And the guy will be like, thank God <laughs> you take over. Yes.
1: Some horrible old man that hasn't left that lighthouse in 30 years will be like, ah, oh, uh, keep the light going. Uh, well, sad. Sad that this uh, scheme didn't work out for him. Yeah. But now, Tim, we get into some of the real weird stuff. Okay. Uh, This is probably the most famous of the incidents. Flight 19. This was uh, 1945.
0: Okay.
1: And this was uh, U.S. uh, I don't know if it was Navy or Air Force. Isn't it uh, just so confusing that, uh, like, the Air Force has ships, and the Navy has planes. It sure is, Tom. Come on, guys, get it together. And
0: why do we drive on a parkway and park in a driveway?
1: <laughs> but uh, flight 19, it was five torpedo bombers. Hmm. Which which uh, sounds like a pretty cool kind of plane. Yeah. Drops drops torpedoes, uh, presumably to hit submarines. Yeah. Had uh, 14 men. It was, I believe it was flying out of Florida. And uh, they just started hitting like weird stuff and got lost. Uh, One of the calls, one of the pilots, like uh, it was a training mission, I should say. So the guy in charge of the training mission called in and he said, "Uh, I can't, I can't, uh, we can't tell where we are. Everything is, can't make out anything. We think we may be about 225 miles northeast of base. Uh, For a few moments, the pilot rambled incoherently before uttering the last words ever heard from Flight 19. It looks like we're entering white water. We're completely lost. And before this, I, I read this in the wrong order. Contact was lost for 10 minutes, but when it resumed, it was not the voice of the flight leader. It was somebody else. And they said, we can't find West. Everything is wrong. We can't be sure of any direction. Everything looks strange, even the ocean.
0: They were in the clouds, Tom.
1: (laughs) Well, so get this. Those uh, uh, five torpedo bombers disappeared forever with 14 men on them. So they sent out a you know a rescue mission, a flying boat this ship was called. What? Uh Did it really it, it fly? Just mean, it just means like a uh like a seaplane. Oh okay. Um oh I see.
0: Yeah, cuz it not Okay.
1: So, so they sent uh that out a rescue mission, 13 men also disappeared.
0: Whoa. Okay. Now now you got my attention.
1: Right. So that's weird that now there's 27 men. Yeah.
0: And, and
1: you know, again, there's a flying boat. You would think like that would actually be hard to sink because it's, uh, meant to float. And you know, this is they're They're, they're not going into the situation blind. They're going into like, all right, these guys are lost in some bad weather or something. We need to find them. And yeah, same same thing, just uh, uh, disappeared. So that's like the most famous story. And, and understandably, that's the story that uh, really got people's imaginations going. That's the story that's referenced in Close Encounters of the Third
0: Kind. Hmm. Never saw that movie, Tom. That, I... has to, that has to do with the Bermuda Triangle now?
1: Uh, parts of it do. I think in, in the movie, it's like the, the planes are found in the desert one day, like intact and fine. So that's when people start being like. That's what I call "Mm." a close
0: encounter. So they say at that point,
1: that's what the first guy who shows up at the scene says. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would assume it would be the third guy that says that.
1: Well, that the third guy is the one that says uh that's of the third
0: kind. <laughs> yeah, okay, I see.
1: But that's, you know, that's a very weird. And of course, it's like, okay, both these planes could have hit really bad weather. Right. Uh or not both these planes, six different planes, they could have hit bad weather and all sank and that could explain it. But these weren't, you know, uh, these were military pilots. These weren't uh you know uh weekend warrior run of the heads. mill
0: yeah exactly
1: and the fact that they were just so um discombobulated you know they were so turned around that they're like we don't know where the hell we are none of our instruments are working right and and the fact that one of them says everything looks strange even the ocean
0: right maybe that Makes guy was it. just you know editorializing a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's exactly what he was doing.
1: Um, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of people that say there's very strange weather around there. And one of the things that can happen is, um, that there are these downdrafts of cold air that they say are basically like bombs where it's just like all of a sudden, you know, with the with, because uh, I guess like a lot of uh, uh, air systems collide around there, okay, and and can create weird atmospheric conditions that they think that there are conditions sometimes where there's just this like cold downdraft, so it's basically just like huge volume of air pushing down very fast and very strong. Uh, f- strong enough to sink boats and crash airplanes,
0: right? Isn't this like I don't know when when I fly to Orlando, Florida to go to on uh, my uh, <laughs> uh, twice yearly trip to Disney World? Yeah, um, aren't are I you, flying you leave, right th- right you, through there
1: when you leave the wife and kids at home? Yeah, and, exactly.
0: And, uh, hey, we got some me time. Uh, you. Uh oh no yeah, I, I guess not you... no I mean this is it's kind of the tip of Florida to Bermuda that's not it yeah but like, yeah I mean you if you're flying coast. to Puerto Rico like for sure you're flying through the Bermuda Triangle right
1: uh, yeah absolutely and that's why I think the the idea that this whole triangle is dangerous
0: no come on come on man cut the crap too many people go through there have um, you ever been to Bermuda. Uh no I have not have you yeah I have and I went on like a cruise to Bermuda when I was like thirteen and I was like uh-huh. what are what are you crazy mom and dad you're <laughs>
1: you're booking <laughs> you, you a you just signed our death warrants <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly uh, I think that's when I learned like uh <laughs> that it wasn't true yeah.
1: But I'm interested
0: in knowing uh, other theories, Tom. I know that you have all these, crackpot, uh, these crackpots in your ear. Um, yeah. You're always willing to hear out a crazy person. <laughs> um, what do people think? What, what's the scuttlebutt? What's, what's going on in the Bermuda Triangle?
1: Well, so there's also another very famous story of this pilot, Bruce Gurnon, Oh, yeah, Bruce
0: Gernon. He's so famous they hired him to work at a lighthouse. <laughs>
1: uh, he had a
0: flight. I believe it was from
1: Puerto Rico to, the, to Miami, or maybe it was Bermuda to Miami. It, it was from one of those islands to Miami. And he has a very weird uh, experience there, which is basically that... Uh, Uh, he experienced a time warp and a space warp. Basically, he was flying and just had like very strange conditions where he said it was like a tunnel of clouds Mm -hmm. uh, that he was flying through. He described it as an electronic fog, just very strange conditions. And he was like calling in. Oh, he was going from uh, the Bahamas to Palm Beach. And Basically, he got there too fast. He got there faster than should have been possible. So there's missing uh, time there. He got there 250 miles in 47 minutes. Which How uh, long should that
0: normally take?
1: The fastest this plane could fly was 180 miles an hour. So for it to go 250 miles in 45 minutes, uh, it just doesn't seem possible. And, and this guy's been obsessed with this ever since because he's like, what the hell happened to me? Um, he believes he flew through some kind of, uh, perhaps, uh, uh, wormhole, you know, some kind of a
0: wormhole of clouds.
1: Yeah, some kind of just like very rare phenomena that he happened to be right place, right time, and just kind of like scooted through. Yeah. Now I wonder if it's pot. I have I don't know enough about planes to know. Like, is it possible that he just got like an insane tailwind, and that just flew him like way? I I have to imagine. He, if that if that were possible, then he would have known his like gauges still would have said how fast he was going. I
0: mean, who who's tracking this flight? Was he tracking himself?
1: He was, but he was calling in to like a tower about it, and you know, uh, according to the story, and again, it's like one of these stories where it's like, you know, I I don't know how. How many people have like really dug in to see, you know, if if there's corroborating evidence. But uh, uh, at least according to the story, the people at the the tower didn't understand how he got where he was as fast as he did either. Right.
0: Right. Well, uh sounds like an old man bragging about how fast he went in this plane.
1: <laughs> no, because he's not taking credit for it. He's saying, you know, it was some dang electronic fog that did it. Yeah, that's true. Also, a lot of rumors over the years, well, two rumors. First that uh under the Bermuda Triangle is Atlantis. Ooh, the lost city the lost city of Atlantis, which kind of doesn't make any sense that that's where it would be, but okay. Uh, and the second one being that uh, that's like a UFO spot. That's where like underwater UFO, the, that there's like an underwater UFO base there.
0: Hmm. Has anybody gone n- down there beyond, like has James Cameron ever taken his little uh tutor down there?
1: Um, people have been down there, but I mean, you know, there's, there's, there, it's such a big area that, yeah. you know, no, nobody's been, uh, all over the place. Right. And again, that's why, you know, a lot of these, uh, airplanes and ships, they've, they've just never been found. And that's not necessarily like, uh, that mysterious. It's just kind of like, it's such a big area. And some of it's so deep, yeah. You know, we 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 don't even know where to look for these things, right?
0: Let me see. So, what islands? Like, there's a number. There's a lot that like falls in. Like, there's land in there. It's not just the sea. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's somewhere around like half, like half a million to a million square miles. You know, it's a big area.
0: How many people live? within the bermuda within the triangle, bermuda triangle? Yeah. i
1: don't know probably not that many though it's not like there's any like densely populated uh, islands turks in there. and
0: caicos tom
1: yeah i mean that's not densely populated bahamas
0: that's uh, okay. that's not nothing There's people that are living there, and there's uh, UFOs there, freaking screwing with everybody. You
1: know, a thousand miles away out at sea. Yeah, we'll we'll see. It does. I I wonder if, uh, like the the people and government of Bermuda are like,
0: why? Why the hell?
1: Why is it the Puerto Rican Triangle? Why us?
0: Right. Well,
1: how come we get? How can we get slammed with this? And now, you know, 8-year-olds are afraid to come vacation here.
0: I mean, maybe they like it. Maybe it's an air of of mystery. Yeah, maybe. Ooh, Bermuda, huh? I almost I think I almost uh man uh the mopeds when I went, um the mopeds <laughs> in 1995 were out of control on the streets of Bermuda.
1: Uh, that's kind of like all over uh, any any island. I feel like because yeah. it's just like a more uh, uh, you know efficient way to travel.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh,
1: I don't know if that has anything to do with the the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> Tim. And I, I kind of I, uh, balk well, at the insinuation that it does.
0: Guess what, Tom. <clears throat> The one thing I wanted to do when I got to Bermuda
1: <laughs>
0: was go parasailing. What's the thing? What's parasailing? It's <laughs> <laughs> the thing where you sit on the thing and you you go in the air behind like a boat, right? Yeah, a parachute, yeah. yeah. Guess what? <laughs> The one thing I wanted to
1: do, parasailing. Now, what is that?
0: <laughs> no, I just want to make sure I have it. When, when you're <laughs> okay. 13, it's very important to you to know exactly what parasailing is. When you're 40, right. it's like it's not that important. Um, now, uh, when we got to Bermuda the day we, mm-hmm. we were going to go parasailing, too windy.
1: Too windy, even for parasails. Ah. Wow.
0: Is that, uh, is that the Bermuda Triangle at work? Preventing yeah, or, me from uh, my dream of parasailing in Bermuda.
1: Was it too windy, or you know, was there a busy day at the UFO docks and they were going to be coming in and out too much? Exactly. And they had to keep uh, an inquisitive thirteen-year-old away from
0: it. Or did my mom really not want me to go parasailing?
1: <laughs> or did my mom know that once we got there, I would be too scared to do it? <laughs> After she had already paid. (laughs) If you like the show, you can find out more at TCGTE.com. You can find links to all of our social media there. You can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash complete guide books, the podcast every week, a whole other episode this week. We're wrapping up the book, how to win friends and influence people. And, uh, we'll see if uh if this book made a dent if i've got any additional friends and if i've influenced any additional people beyond uh the the admittedly small sphere of influence i have
0: tom i'd say uh i'm influenced by you
1: there we go the book's working
0: you're like a uh, goofus um <laughs> From Highlights (laughs) Magazine? (laughs) Yeah, they're like, don't do what Goofus does. I look at you as my personal Goofus, and that's the influence you have on me. Um, Over me and my decisions. Of
1: course, the implication there that you're gallant. Gallant?
0: Gallant. Gallant. Yeah, yeah. Gallon. Well, learn how to pr- pronounce the man's name. A little respect. Well,
1: uh, yeah, that was a real goofus thing for me to do. <laughs> exactly, goofus. What parent <laughs> would name their kid goofus? Not That's even doofus yeah, or goofus goofy. Never had a chance. <laughs> uh, yeah, they could,
0: like oh, of course he's gonna be a shit. Like neglectful parents who are calling him goofus, raising him wrong, yeah. no doubt.
1: Yeah, that that kid uh, was born into a bad situation. Obviously. And and you know, we 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 were all asked to judge him every month when like he wasn't we like didn't hold a door for an old lady. <laughs> yeah. Like he wasn't sticking up liquor stores. Uh, Patreon.com have- slash complete guide, you can find this kind of literary discussion there.
0: They should have the further, advent- like in a more grown up magazine, the further, like Playboy would have the further adventures of Goofus and Gallant, and we follow <laughs> them into like their uh, 30s. When well, Tim, Goofus we, sh- is- we should
1: see if these rights are available. Yeah. We can start our own.
0: Nah, I think we should c- convince uh, Hef to buy the rights.
1: Tim, I have bad news about Hef. I'll tell you after we're done recording. All right, thanks. Yeah. What what is it that the grotto's <laughs> closed? <laughs> Don't tell me the grotto's closed. Uh Grotto. and uh we, we got these live shows coming up. TCGTE.com slash live, uh, London, England, and also uh streaming online. You can find all the links to those tickets September 16th and 17th at tcgtecom slash live. Should be a blast.
0: Really big shoe. Yeah.
1: Uh, Tim, has this episode made you more or less afraid of the Bermuda Triangle?
0: Um, I think less. yeah, everything that happened happened like at least like eighty years ago. That's actually not true there's There's some stuff that has happened um recently, recently?
1: Yeah. yeah but but is it stuff that is, is like unexplainable, or is it like, oh yeah, if you take a million square miles of ocean.
0: Yeah, exactly. There've been like the most recent ones that I've found were I think 2017. Um oh, actually, no. Uh 2017 uh were like uh mechanical issues on an air plane needed to like uh made the the plane have to change course. Um okay. A, a private aircraft lost was was lost at sea in 2018 but guess what uh, the mm. ship disappeared there in 2020 Oh. a ship sank there in 2015 uh yeah, just so some actual tragic stuff—the stuff that's like uh, recent enough to be like, oh, those aren't people that died a hundred years ago. We can laugh at <laughs> right. their deaths. Yeah, we can't laugh yeah, about them. Yeah, yeah.
1: We so maybe uh, maybe more attention needs to be brought to yeah. the Brahminia Triangle, and we're we're helping to lead the cause. Hey, every, right to your congressman. If you got a boat, get it out of there.
0: Yeah. We and Who we gotta go. Who knows what's happening? Yeah, they should rope it off.
1: Yeah. I don't think they nobody in can, or out.
0: Well, people can, out. <laughs> we, and I think you should be able to go in too, because I want to go to the Bahamas <laughs> and stuff.
1: But the rope will serve as just you know a warning. Yeah. Keep your wits about you. This isn't a theme park. You know, exactly. It might not be a completely safe.
0: Yeah, it might be a wormhole over there.
1: Yeah, or uh, Atlantis.
0: That one guy. Hmm. That that was a cool thing that happened to him. So like that's a point in the, in favor of right? oh the
1: guy who uh, like yeah. got oh, I to went really where he fast was going faster, and, like,
0: yeah. made good time on my trip. Ooh oh no the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> well I think he was
1: more maybe he's like I want to find out how to do that again. I can make a fortune. Yeah uh, you know I I could uh, I don't know be a rum runner or something.
0: Rum running was very popular then, yeah.
1: I'd be a cocaine guy, a cocaine flyer.
0: All right. I think we're
1: good. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next week. That was a headgum podcast.